Welcome to the Orlando Lady Boss Podcast, a show about women who impact, inspire, and grow the Orlando community. I'm your host, Diana Griffith, and the Chief Ideas Maker at Orlando Lady Boss. I'm here to introduce you to the women who are entrepreneurs, activists, artists, change makers, and leaders in the Orlando community. I hope this encourages you to impact, inspire, and grow your own community in Orlando and beyond. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the Orlando Lady Boss podcast. This is episode 72. And today our guest is going to be artist Patricia Byron, who is a local Orlando-based visual artist. But Patricia does so much more because she is also a teacher and um, an administrative director over at Creole School of Art the arts. It is a local community art school here in Orlando. It's one that I actually took a class at back in January, which is how I met Patricia. She was my abstract fundamentals teacher. And I learned so much from her through that class. It, she really inspired me to push myself further in my creativity and think about it, not just in terms of how I see art, but also just how I look for creativity. And so having the opportunity to have her on the podcast and us really talk about creative processes and art processes and how that is really important into how we think about the world and how we interpret the world and also all of the awesome things that go on at Creality is really in this uh, conversation. So I'm really, really excited to share that with you um, in just one moment. Now, normally, I have a question and answer portion of my podcast here in this section. (laughs) But to tell you the truth, right now, I am just so overwhelmed with projects. (laughs) And I'm feeling, feeling the strain a little bit towards the end of the year. And I just, you know, in the idea of progress and not perfection, I decided that um, to be able to give you a podcast this week and my conversation with Patricia is really a nice long uh, one that I would skip the question answer this week. But if you have a future question for the podcast, please reach out to me, Diana at OrlandoLadyBoss.com. That's Diana at OrlandoLadyBoss.com. Or you can find me at OrlandoLadyBoss on Facebook or uh, Instagram. And you can reach out and ask me a question directly on one of those platforms too. And I will answer it in a future episode. Now, if you are listening to this podcast the day or the the weekend that it comes out, I'm really, really excited to announce my second event that I am doing. I didn't really announce the first one because the timing didn't really line up correctly with the podcast, but my second event, Make Time for Self-Care, is actually coming up on Monday, Uh, this Monday, uh, November 11th, uh, I'm sorry, It's coming up this Monday, November 12th, and I am 
super, super excited about it because we're going to be hanging out over at Catalyst Salons um, on Mills Avenue, and we're going to be talking all about how to make more time for ourselves with self-care this coming, definitely during the holidays, right? Like, how do you say no to things? How do you prioritize your task? Like I just told you, I didn't do this extra piece of content in lieu of other projects that I needed to get done. What does self-care look like? It looks more than just maybe face backs and doing yoga. It's conserving our energy and thinking about where we're putting it and what is important in our values. And so we're really going to dive into some of those things, learn from other women and connect with other women. So let's learn from each other. And then I'm so excited because the ladies at Catalyst Salon are going to help us, um, come up with some easy hairdos that we can take from, you know, the workday to the evening really quickly when there's so many evening events that maybe you have to dress a little bit nicer for, or you feel like you need to dress a little bit nicer for, um, and want to look a little different. And I am so excited that they're going to share uh, some hair tips with us. So if you are interested in going to the event, the tickets are $10 and you can find, um, uh, you can find the event at I gave, this is a short link, tinyurl.com slash Orlando self-care. That'll take you to where you can buy the tickets. Again, that's tiny, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com slash Orlando self-care. All one word. And that will take you straight to the Facebook event and you can sign up and hopefully I will see there you all there on Monday. So now let's get into the episode with Patricia Byron and talk all about some creativity. Welcome to the show, Patricia. Hi, Diana. Hi. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what drew you to become an artist. And then we're going to talk about a lot of stuff too. Like Patricia is a multifaceted creative. Oh, (laughs) so are you. Thank you for saying that. Gosh, where do I start? So my name is Patricia Byron. Uh-huh. I was born in Naples, Florida. Um, I grew up in Deland and stayed there. And life, as it is, took me to Iran and Turkey. And I was out of the country for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And which I've heard off the podcast mm-hmm. a little bit about some of these adventures. Maybe we could talk about that what brought you back to Orlando or brought you back this way after being in Turkey and Iran for that long? Yeah, so I I came back and forth. I always traveled. I came back once or twice mm-hmm. a year, you know, for the holidays and to visit family and whatnot. Um, especially during the holidays, I'd come back, um, you know, a little bit more often, mm-hmm. like you know, towards the end of the year. Um, well, at that time in my past life, we had a business. We had a clothing business. Mm-hmm. Um, men it was men and women's clothing uh-huh. um out of holland so at some point we decided you know what we just you know what we just need to stay here we decided just you know mm-hmm. just come back be in one place be in one place it was fun you know traveling mm-hmm. and going around but yeah just being in one place mm-hmm. and that's what brought me back to orlando how long have you been in orlando since you've been back then yeah so 2000. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. coming up on 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. That went fast. <laughs> it does, right? It does. I came in Orlando in 2002, so yeah. it's, you that know. That came back, yeah. Came yeah, back it, goes, really it goes fast. Yeah. I, I know sometimes I'm like, 
oh, we're going to be two decades into this. <laughs> so, no, I get it. But, you know, you also now work at Creole Art School. Yes. Tell us a little bit about, about Creole Day, what you do at Creole Day. Okay. Gosh, where do I start <laughs> there? <laughs> so, um, I started there in 2002 as a student. Uh-huh. Okay. I might be off on my years, but I think about 2002, mm-hmm. and I just started taking tons of classes. Um, I loved it, and, you know, fast forward to now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm there. What are you, do- so, what are you so doing there? So student, yeah, a lot happened in between. Yeah, happened in between. A lot happened in between. So I was a student, and um, mm-hmm. I was... Um, a fellowship student. Uh-huh. Um, that's like a volunteering program that gotcha. Creole Day has, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. Um, and then I became studio artist. Okay. And studio artists, you don't volunteer so much. You do, but they they really prime you and prep you to take you to the next to the next level of your art career. Oh, interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about Creole Day because now you're telling me stuff about the school that I'm not familiar with. And mm-hmm. so, just so everyone here knows, mm-hmm. I actually did take an art class from Patricia in um, January of this year. So it's been the yes. beginning of the year, and then it was my first class at Creole Day, which I loved. I knew that the school was there for a long time, mm-hmm. but now you're even saying stuff, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know anything <laughs> about any of yeah. this stuff. And I. Was so happy to have you in class. She's an amazing artist, by the way, <laughs> to the listeners out there that probably don't already know. But um, yeah, you were a pleasure. It was you were a great addition to our class. Yeah, and it it, it was um, for me the reason I I joined was I read I and I might have talked about it if you've listened to the podcast or followed me on social media or just had a conversation with me in the last year. I read this book about mid century um, women abstract artists and the community, the art community, and I. Had never been in that and I was like oh I want to be in an art class and be around other artists and ended up in Patricia's class actually I signed up for another class and they kicked me out that one because it was closed oh. and then put me in yours oh, thank you. which was uh, no I mean it was serendipitous it was yeah. it was great I'm glad that that happened because um, oh, it was, it was also closer the other one was in Winter Garden oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but oh. Creality is a, a community art school oh, here in town yeah I can give you a little bit of background on that yeah. So Creole is a nonprofit community arts center um, organization. It was established in 1975. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, the school offers classes and workshops in photography, sculpture, ceramics, painting, and drawing. Um, yeah, so really... Fiber it, arts. <laughs> yeah, any type of, like, if you have... A, a create, if you're looking for a creative outlet and you don't know where to start, a class at Creole Day is a great place to do that. So. Thank you. It really mm-hmm. is. And, um, gosh, I mean, all different mediums and different processes. Um, we also have the Hannibal Square Heritage Center in Winter Park. Oh, yeah? Yes. Which is what, what do you all do It's a museum slash gallery mm. that really pays tribute to the Winter Park um, African-American history. Oh, wow. It's a wonderful location. It's right there hmm. on New England. Um, so Very interesting. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know about that either. It's, it's really beautiful. And um, at our main campus, we have two art galleries, mm-hmm. a gift shop, and a beautiful sculpture garden. Yeah. And tell, uh, tell everyone where the main campus is, because it's kind of hidden. 
a little bit. Yeah, it's right on Aloma. If you know where um, the Publix is, mm-hmm. across the street from the, um, I think the bowling alley, right? Yeah, so I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. and, and it, it, there's like a little sign. I, the first time I went, I. I got confused. There's like a little business center in the front yes. and I parked there and I was like, I don't know where I'm going. And you have to, so if you turn, you got to go all the way back. There's a school back there. And if you, if you walk around on the grounds, it's gorgeous back there. It the, really the is. The grounds are gorgeous. And I just didn't expect it when I pulled I know. up. What we hear all the time, I'm doing air quotes here, it's um, a hidden gem. It really is. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you've never been over to the school just to check it out, they have some galleries over there. Yeah. Are the galleries open just during weekdays, weekends, um, roughly? We're, yeah, we're closed on Sunday unless there's a special event. You can mm-hmm. look at look us up at um, crealde.org. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have two art galleries. They're open um, Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. um, nine to four. I hope I'm getting this all right. <laughs> and then you can you can double check the details on the Creoldays <laughs> <Yeah>. website. <laughs> and then on Fridays um, till one. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, that's the, more. That's more, you're giving me more information than I expected you yeah. to know off the top of your head. <laughs> and then on Saturdays, yeah. um, nine to one as oh, well. Oh, awesome! Yeah, wonderful. We have wonderful gallery openings, mm-hmm. and again, if you check out our website, you can um, you can check out the the events that happen. And we also have art camp too. Yes. Yeah. So there's all so. types of stuff, and I'm sure there's more than she's even mentioning because you just mentioned there like a ton is. of stuff that I. <laughs> What's an email so, with? <laughs> so that's a little background on mm-hmm. the school, but do mm-hmm. you want to know my like daily yeah. duties or Yeah, jobs? tell us a little bit about but what do you do? Because like I do? it's nice to let us know about what Creality is because it yeah. really is a, a I you know, I don't know how many towns have a, a center like that, you know, in for the community to be able to like find really high quality art classes that you can Thank take you. and yeah. yeah so the, the school really prides itself on saying that um, all the instructors are professional artists mm-hmm. which is you know mm-hmm. it's it's a nice thing to to, yes. to say about your your school your art center yes and we were also voted this year um, in the Orlando Weekly as in the best of yes yeah in the best of so we were the best of Adult art classes. Wonderful. See, so if you're looking for an art class in Orlando, this is this should be your first stop. Looking for a class. Thank you. So tell us a little bit. So and if you're wanting to maybe (laughs) tap into the class that I took with Patricia or what Patricia does at uh, Creality, which is what? Thank you. Yeah. So um, so I I started out teaching children's classes, Mm -hmm. um, in Winter Garden. Mm -hmm. And also in Orlando at the in Winter mm-hmm. Park at the main campus, and then I also do um, field trips. We have a field trip program that mm-hmm. comes to Creole Day, so I oh, do cool. that. And I also teach um, two after-school outreach programs in Winter Garden and Apopka. Mm-hmm. The one in Apopka is um, the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, very at nice. This John. Bridges Community Center, and the one in Winter Garden is the Maxi Community Center. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so those happen because of generous donors and mm-hmm. grants that the school receives. Amazing. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I teach Saturday morning classes. Um, 
And that's pint-sized Picasso and Minnie Monet. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't you want to take that class? You love, yeah, so we're, we're talking about all the adult classes, but Patricia does a lot with the kids. The kids, obviously. yeah. I'm, yeah, I love adults, but the kids, come on. They're so adorable. I'm so inspired by them. But where Diane and I met, mm-hmm. this was amazing, in January. Yes. Um, that was in my adult abstract painting class, and that's called exploring abstract mm-hmm. painting. Yes. yes, and it's and it's great. Like, you gave me so many ideas of how to think about... Uh, uh, over over the weekend, someone said, like, I, I had an art show, and I was showing my art, and they're like, oh, wow, to think about abstract stuff, like, I have so such a hard time getting out of the real. And I was like, well, that's really <laughs> funny, because when I was in class with Patricia, there were people in that class that were specifically more realistic in their art, and that was exactly what their problem was, and, like, pulling Mm -hmm. those types of stuff out of, like, me, I'm like, I I don't even want to look at, like, real pictures and stuff, (laughs) (laughs) but, like, to think about things in, like, how can you categorize your your stuff that you're making or where does inspiration come from and all that kind of stuff was fantastic. It yeah. was. And to go back to what you said earlier, looking for a community, mm-hmm. and that certainly is. Oh, because, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, just like the people that I met in the class. And I, 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 t- I tell you this, and when I run into someone else in the class, I'm like, I would go to that class and I would be grumpy. Like, I would not <laughs> want to talk to someone. No. You, hear me on the, you hear me on the podcast, I'm like giggly and like all happy but I would go to the class and be like, I'm grumpy, I don't want to talk to anyone, and I'm like, <laughs> head down, and there was like one day I'm like banging on the cam- cam- canvas, and everyone's like laughing at me, <laughs> just like, whatever. <laughs> the grumpiness, she, she calls it grumpy, it really wasn't. I, I know, I felt like, I'd like, you know, Patricia would, Patricia would hear, you found out about my podcast and all this other stuff, you come in, you're like, Diana's like this, and I'm like sitting here in like my little hole, like, <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> it really didn't last long. No, it didn't. Five minutes but then, tops. But then I get again. the the start creating, then I yes. would like be happy and be fine. Yes. And and the really cool thing about that class, and probably a lot of classes yeah. at Creole at Creole, is that there were all t- all walks of life mm-hmm. when it came to like, oh, career. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. um, retired people coming back, you know, from not painting for years or mm-hmm. not painting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a doctor yes. that's in our class that she yes. ta- she took on the off days. I ran into her a couple yes. weeks ago. She's and, become a great friend and, mm-hmm. and an architect, bankers, Wall Street guys. I mean, yeah. I'm naming all, all our friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I also know people that have taken, um, I, I had a friend that took an oil class mm-hmm. at Creole and did more realistic painting yes. and I mean, had nothing but really great things to say about oh, it. Well, so you. too, yeah. so yeah. the The great thing is, is you get to go in, and the thing that connects you is the art. But like, look at all the different backgrounds of yes. people that are there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's definitely, yeah. What takes us there is definitely the art and mm-hmm. the instruction. But is it's the community and yeah. and the people and. I think those two together really have a lasting power. I also, um, this spring, became the painting and drawing program manager. Uh, yes, you did. So what what does that kind of entail then? Yeah, everyone Because now she's Patricia, like all Creality all the time. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're 
like, it, it, and if you haven't heard what else she's been doing, and there's more. <laughs> and there's more. Someone, one of my uh, coworkers or colleagues said, um, congratulations, and there was a long pause, and she said, to more work. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's all fun. And, mm-hmm. and that is a little more admin work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that entails, um, you know, there's a, there's a big group of us in the painting mm-hmm. and drawing program. So I think we're... 20 plus maybe 30 um, at any given moment um, staff Mm -hmm. so we wow there is a good size staff there so there is that's just that gives you an idea (laughs) that gives you an idea too about how many classes they're offering exactly and visiting artists Mm -hmm. and so um, the big thing is several times a year is putting the program guide together Mm -hmm. so um, facilitating that um, teachers you know changes in you know the programming and times Mm -hmm. um Booking workshops from visiting artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're 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 just like helping build yes. the internal community of Creole and keep everything organized yeah. and together. Try. Try. Which is the perfect job for an artist, right? Right. Yeah. So each department has a department head. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. that's that's what your job is now. Yeah. Well that's awesome. So but you know, you don't just do stuff at Creality, you're also a working artist too. So tell us a little bit about the art that you do specifically. Because we haven't talked about that. Okay. So um when I first started I was doing more realistic art. Mm-hmm. Um but loose. Mm-hmm. You know, I started out painting, um, and watercolor. When did you start creating and painting just generally? Like, were you, have you been doing it since you were a kid? Or Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like most artists will yeah, yeah, tell yeah. you. Yeah, in some yeah. way or form or whatever. Yeah. yeah. As a kid, you know, mm-hmm. pencil, mm-hmm. paper, yeah. probably the bedroom wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started at a very young age. My parents had an antique shop. Okay. So I was always around, you know, antiques. Um, this books. gives me a little bit uh, more insight to your aesthetic. Really? Yeah, because oh. you like the older, like, I remember you were talking about, like, older textural things. Yeah. And, oh, and like, like, digging through stuff. Digging through. And yes, I think it, my childhood's <laughs> coming back because we yeah. always had things like old sheet music, old books. Mm-hmm. And I, as a kid, I kind of liked it, but mm-hmm. it's not until now, you yeah. know, in my adulthood that... I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, Because Mm -hmm. those elements do end up in my book or my, Mm -hmm. you know, art journaling books. Yeah. And on the canvas sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I started out watercolors and then experimenting a little bit. But I started painting very small. And if you know my work, it's Uh it's medium to to larger. Yes. Mm -hmm. In scale. Yeah. Um, But then... Something happened. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I think probably a, cr- a class at Creole did with um, Nancy J. So you really... got really serious when you kind of came back to Orlando. Yes. When you were in Orlando and you... Mm-hmm, I did. Mm-hmm. I started. I was painting when I was living in mm-hmm. Turkey and Iran, but it wasn't until I came back. You know, I think it was being away for so long mm-hmm. um, and, you know, reconnecting with my roots again. It's like, mm-hmm. well, okay. I'm Yeah. I'm going to go back to, to painting and, mm-hmm. you know, doing creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, more 2D versus 3D and yeah. textile and the fashion that mm-hmm. I was working with. So mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. And mm-hmm. I just started experimenting more, yeah. you know, watercolor. You know, I put that aside and I started working with, um, you know, pastels, oil pastels, charcoal. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, later, um, acrylic. 
acrylic. Yeah. yeah. But you also do you do some three D sculptural stuff too, don't you? Yeah. Um, or are you I doing more that classes? I, I started classes? taking a class at Creole Day mm-hmm. with the greatest director of Tudor's Horn Heroes, <laughs> um, David Cumbie, uh-huh. and I started taking classes with him. Uh-huh. Um, and I. I took a break this past semester, but I want to go back. But um, oh, okay, yeah. so that's a newer that's a newer yes. exploration. Okay, it is. I'm really exploring mm-hmm. that. Gotcha. Because yeah. I was like, I feel like I remember you talking about sculptures. I'm like throwing her off too because I'm asking. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can go off script. That's good. <laughs> but um, yes, I enjoy that. I love all kinds of art. I mean, but really, yeah, you really do. Yeah. I mean, like being around you is just is like just really Aww. seeing. The art and like everything, Thank like it you. does, like it helps me like open my eyes too and seeing like, <laughs> oh, where can you see like the beautiful stuff at and the, Aww. and the art and stuff. So yeah, Thank I you. I can really appreciate that and I can see and I feel like it comes out Aww. of you. And I want to add, I'm a proud owner of three of the small pieces of art. I just acquired she three did. pieces. She did. She did. She did just acquire three pieces. She's, this is not supposed to be about just like her tooting my horn, but sorry, I but. appreciate it. I appreciate yes. it. But what kind of things inspire your art okay. that you're creating? Loaded question. Yeah, it is, yeah, it right? Is. It, it is. depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I came prepared. <laughs> um, what inspires me? Um, well, first and foremost... Really, I love going out into nature. Whenever mm-hmm. I can, I love going out on um, nature trails. And right here in Orlando mm-hmm. and in the area, um, mm-hmm. tons of places to yes. go to. Just walking and just looking. Mm-hmm. Like And I, I think before I came and became an artist, I just used to look at eye level at everything. But now I'm looking up and down and everywhere mm-hmm. because you never know. Yes, I I kind of agree with that too. The as I became more artistic and exploring more art elements, mm-hmm. I was more paying attention to more stuff around me cuz yeah. then you're looking for inspiration everywhere. Really like I I I remember I stopped, and I mean, I kind of always was this way. Like, if we're, like, driving on a drive trip, I'm like, let's stop in there so I can take a picture. I've always yes. been that way or whatever. Even since, even before, like, cell phones and stuff, <laughs> I was, like, the, like, the photography mm-hmm. type of thing and whatever. And, um, but, yeah, like, just the other day, I, I remember I stopped and, like, I took a picture of, like, a side of a building that looked cool to me or something <laughs> like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, like, just, like, a, like, oh, that color and, like. That composition is kind of cool. Okay, click and like save that for later or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I mean really? Once you get into it, um, it really does. It opens your eyes, mm-hmm. and so you start looking up and down, down and more everywhere. all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nature trails, books. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned earlier the mm-hmm. book, the Ninth Street Women, mm-hmm. that you recommended. Oh yes, love it. Did I tell you I finally bought it? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I, I mean. I talked about this book a lot at the beginning of the year, it's so amazing. anyone that was around me. It's super big. I it's don't know. It's super big. If I'll finish it this year. <laughs> you can get it from the library, but you might need to take it a couple times over at the library. Yeah. Buy it, everyone. <laughs> so I love that. Mm-hmm. I love, and you're going to laugh, but I love podcasts. <laughs> I, I do. I, I get inspired yeah. by by other people's creative Yeah. Pr- what they create and put out into the world too. I know. For sure. There's a few podcasts that mm-hmm. I really they're my go to. What I are some of your go to podcasts for art? Oh, my favorite probably is the Savvy Painter. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
with Entrees Woods, and I love her. Wood or Woods? Entrees Woods? I don't know. We'll, we'll put a link to it at the bottom okay. of the show notes on this one. And this one's not really art-related, mm-hmm. but I just love Ira Glass, so I like <gasps> This American Life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's love really good. That. Mm-hmm. And The Moth Radio Hour. I don't... I've heard of that, but I haven't yeah. listened to it. What They're is that like about? little stories, intriguing stories about people's lives and Ooh. things. Yeah, I think you'll Oh, like I it. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm looking like for more that. of that kind of stuff. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I am... I'm the same way like podcasts really inspire me sometimes it's like me thinking about like an idea or something Mm -hmm. like that oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's not some people are surprised when they talk to other artists like they think it's just strictly art related things but it's no it's storytelling no and I think that that's what opened up my eye when I read that book too is Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that they were a lot of the stuff that was coming out through their art was about big ideas they were pondering in the world at the time absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah which is I mean I think the reason we do create art, right, is mm-hmm. for us to express important things about ourselves or the world oh, or social issues. social issues. I mean, like, that's the, those are the reasons. Art is used to communicate mm-hmm. stuff. Sometimes it's just to communicate a pretty image, but sometimes it's used to yeah. communicate really Absolutely. important things. Mm-hmm. Can't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> Photography. Yes. One. Movies. Mm-hmm. Travel. Yeah. Yeah. I have two two really good movies that I go to. Oh, yeah, just, what... You want to hear them? Yes, I do. I always... I love hearing oh. what, like, gives other people... These are... I mean, I just... I'm such a nerd. I love movies. Like, mm-hmm. old movies and then funny and art... Mm-hmm. Of course, art-related movies always mm-hmm. pull me yeah. in. But um, I like the movie Amelie. I have never watched that movie, and I feel like I should, but I just You haven't. would love it. We watch it. My fiancé and I can... We, we've watched that at least five times this year. It's just a happy yeah go to like when you're just kind of tired and you need to boost mm-hmm. that one and also midnight in paris mm-hmm. so midnight in paris is about what that is with um oh my god i forgot his name owen wilson owen yeah wilson? Owen, owen wilson okay and he goes back in time mm-hmm. um and but he he visits literary people famous artists but oh. he's in america but he's trying to write a book or a screenplay. Oh, it's crazy. Think I, I, see. I think I, it's a Woody Allen movie, but it's yeah, really... Yeah, I have seen that either. Yeah, like, it references, like, Picasso's in it and Hemingway. So you're actually starting to write a book? Yeah. So what's going <laughs> So because, you know, when you're a creative person, you're not just working on one creative project and doing, you know, all of these other things. You, you know, you had to express yourself in different ways. In different ways. So... Plus, because I love art, mm-hmm. but I also love books and mm-hmm. I think that was my first true love mm-hmm. books and reading mm-hmm. I always say I was horrible in math <laughs> so <laughs> I turned to creative writing uh-huh. but I have to say that I think because of art I've gotten better in math now <laughs> hmm. yes interesting I don't know if that makes sense but well I no I, I mean they well because math is very visual and I guess yeah. like if you're if you are able to start understanding the visual aspects maybe math becomes easier or something right yeah i don't know something like that i've heard <laughs> <laughs> um, i don't know i'm really good at math so i'm not oh, gonna okay. <laughs> so you're left brain right brain okay. i'm like very kind of in the middle like mm-hmm. i feel like i can like tune in to like either side actually um it's mm-hmm. actually kind of funny because you mentioned uh, you said, like, oh, now that I'm seeing all of your stuff when you came to see the show, you're like, it's very, ma- your stuff is very mathematical. And I was like, that's yes. so interesting that you pulled that out yeah. because 
I don't express that side of me that much anymore. But I was going to be an engineer. Like, mm. I went to school, and it wasn't because of the math that I dropped out. I was just like, you know what it was? I what? sat in an AutoCAD class, and I went, I can't see the things I'm trying to draw oh my in gosh. the wow. class. And I went... I don't think I want to be an engineer. <laughs> but look, it shows up in your work. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I could have figured out. I mean, how you to... have, a lot of your work is definitely like full on abstract, but there are some elements, and you know which ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that do have a lot of linear uh-huh, yeah. aspects to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, it, that's it, it was funny that you saw that little aspect uh, Absolutely. in, in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, that's just an interesting little tidbit about being an artist and what people see in your work, mm-hmm. especially when you do abstract stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about this book then. So book. So mm-hmm. this book has been floating in my head or the idea of mm-hmm. it, let's say. Mm-hmm. Floating in my head and probably like on my computer and different documents and uh-huh. files, like just sitting there and I said, "You know what? I really have to do something with this." Mm-hmm. So, um everyone has like a book in them, they say. Yeah. Right? <laughs> everyone has a book or two, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um so, um, I said to myself, I really need to start this. So, a few months ago, I just started adding to it. And, mm-hmm. of course, um, this one that I have in my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> is art-related. Mm-hmm. And Is it a fiction, non-fiction? Non-fiction. Non-fiction. Yeah. Okay. Fiction's for later, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I, I think that I'm a non-fiction writer and a non-fiction mm-hmm. consumer more than fiction, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah same here. Yeah. So... What I'm working on is a book for creatives and artists. And when mm. I say, yeah, not just for the visual artists, maybe mm-hmm. for somebody that's in music or, you know, mm-hmm. that fall, you know, artist falls under a big umbrella. Yeah, that's why, like, uh, when I say artist, because I mean all creative oh, forms, but yeah. then I just, I change it to creative because I think some people don't sure. want to identify as an artist. Yeah. And it, yeah. it implies a very specific... Thing to in some people's minds, so I say creatives because definitely, ev- yeah. Well, everyone is creative, mm-hmm. but the one the people who are doing the creative work, <laughs> whatever that it looks like, definitely. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a how to book because mm-hmm. I mentioned this to someone and they said, "Oh, is it on you know like a instructional like a tutorial?" And it and it's not. Mm-hmm. I just wanted something like a little bit of real life references mm-hmm. mixed in with motivation and spirituality. Mm-hmm. So I think these are like topics that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they always say write a book that you want to read. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something like that. Um, so think motiv- artist motivational handbook mixed in with like, you know, kind of like a yeah, cheerleading, like, let's yeah. get you there. Yeah. No, I get where you're, I get where yeah. you're going. Like, let's give you like motivative stories on what other people are doing exactly. and what we're doing and how we kind of get through the hard stuff and mm-hmm. all of that kind of yeah no 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 I, I I get where you're I totally get where you're going um I it, it make where my head goes a lot mm-hmm. of times is because as I have become more creative the, the the people are like oh my gosh how are you doing this or mm-hmm. how can you put yourself out there or this or all this kind of stuff and I'm like do you know how often I am like terrified beating myself up going crazy on the inside and it's like that's not the parts that I'm always showing to everyone when I'm like in it Mm -hmm. when I'm in it I'm trying to get through it and I have my like resources on how to get through that but that doesn't mean I'm like let me be out here on display for you to see like (laughs) (laughs) the hard part and so I think that sometimes 
feeling not so alone in the journey mm-hmm. by reading those types of books, which exactly. is why I read that book about the women artists, the yeah. abstract artists is, was like this like feeling of not, not being so alone and not to be so, yeah. yeah. You know, I heard this great speaker at a creative, it was a professional creative mm-hmm. um, development workshop and I can't remember the name of the woman that said it, but I love what she said. And she said, you can't make a person more talented, but you can guide them to be more strategic. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, I have all of these notebooks and you probably do <laughs> where I just like jot down notes. Yes. Yes. And that one, I just, I was looking through this notebook the other day and that just popped. And I said, oh my goodness, I... I needed to see that. I needed to yeah. hear that. That resonates with me because it kind of mm-hmm. just reinforces the idea of, of like, you just have to keep, like, putting yourself out there and doing. And Definitely. there's there's a doing the art, but then there's the also, like, doing all the other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you want to be an artist that just does the art, great, do yeah. that. Yeah. But, you know... If you want to make money off of it, you want people to see it, there's work that is involved there's in work. doing that yeah. part. And there's strategy, right? Strategy. And so that's why, like, you yeah, so you, you see people and you're like, oh, my gosh, who's buying? You know, when people are, like, judgmental of other people's artwork and stuff, it's like, well, does that the really one... happen? No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are people judgmental of other people? No, but, but I mean, like, it's like, well, the, those people are putting them. It's, you yes. know, the more places you're able to put yourself out there, like, the more chances you have to get lucky in something mm-hmm. happening because someone knows you or heard of you or, you know, whatever. Definitely. So, like, and that's I mean, fair. that's kind of. For me, like with my art, I show it within my network here, and it's been more of just like, let me share this thing I'm doing with you. But then people then come up to me and know me because of the art, because I've seen it, Mm -hmm. you know? And if no one sees the thing that you're trying to create, and you're feeling upset that, you know, (laughs) why isn't anyone seeing my talents? Like, you have to show people. You do. Even if it's scary. Even if it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it happens. Mm -hmm. It it can be, it can be a scary process because, I mean, it's your art or, you know, your painting or your music. It's so personal. And Mm -hmm. people will say, you know, oh, gosh, you use black or dark blue or you sad or you depressed or you know sometimes it's just a mood thing and sometimes just because Mm -hmm. that's the closest tube of paint next to you yeah exactly i want to use up that jar of Mm -hmm, paint but mm -hmm. um so yeah so Mm -hmm. that's what i want to do with this book oh um, that's awesome i'm hoping i can share some tips and advice to help enhance the you know creative journey so you'll have to follow patricia so she like now she has it out in the universe and now she has to do it it's too. out in the universe you're speaking my language girl yeah definitely i do i do believe in that once once you say it, you gotta do it yeah so when we're talking about you know i think we were we're starting we were starting to touch on that a little bit but what mm-hmm. are some of the challenges of being a a working artist and some advice you can give to creatives who are trying to especially new ones who are trying to make it work for them in some way or another. Another good question. She's great. <laughs> oh, gosh, challenges. Well, some of the challenges I encounter mm-hmm. is um, it's probably trying to tackle too many projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. too many projects. Um, so time management. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, yeah. I mean, we heard, we've heard we heard about all the projects you're involved in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
they say, you know, say yes to all the parties and all the, everything. But um, I did that. And, you know, right now, it for some reason, it just seems like September, come September till the end of the year. Mm-hmm. October, it's my goodness, so that's, busy. it's a very busy time. It's and, just like you're sprinting. No, I understand. Yeah, I hear a lot of people say that October is super I think it's busy. just, it, it's say, if you have not a lot going on, say yes. If you're trying to, like, <laughs> get to... Mm-hmm. Build your network and build your connections mm-hmm. to people. Sure. Say yes and get out there. Especially, yeah. Or if you're in a low period where you're not, yeah. you know, kind of sh- sure what's going on. You're looking for the next thing. That Like, that's when I'm like, yeah, go out and do all of those Definitely. things. Yeah. yeah. There was a time that I was just, like, being at three events, you know, in, oh, in one yeah. evening. And, you know, you try. You try. But, um, no. It's, you can't do that forever. Not forever. Um so I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. work on time management mm-hmm. um, and just finding balance between art life and daily life. But mm-hmm. they kind of collide together. They're yeah. Both, they're <laughs> one in the same, really. Uh-huh. So. Um, well, I feel, I, you know, I feel like that's hard, too, because it's kind of a part of you. Like, I feel like if I haven't painted or done something creative in a while... Mm. I'm almost getting, like, shaky. Like, I need to get something out of me. Like, it has to get out of me in some way. You know, so, like, how can you, like, separate that from... No, it might be total crap and no one is ever going to see it. There's lots of stuff I create that, like, no one is ever going to see. But, like, something... I need to do something, you know? And that's usually as a reaction to, like, you know, pressures or things... Whatever's going on in my life and in the world and whatever at the time, right? Based on our... Definitely. Our yeah. mood. So, yeah, how do you separate those things? How? Do I? <laughs> do you? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Do yeah. you? Gosh. I don't. Probably I really... <laughs> How do you sneak it in if you're doing all the, this other stuff? How are you able to sneak in the art? Because you're doing all this other stuff, too, that might not actually be the creative work. It's, you know, educating and, and administrating and... The uh, organizing and, and the outreach, yeah, all of the yeah. other aspects of being a working artist. I just try to, um, for example, I try to do something creative every day. Mm-hmm. I try to have a, a daily habit of creativity. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, let's say, if I can't paint that day, well, gosh, I'll bring out my art journal mm-hmm. and I'll do, I'll work small. Mm-hmm. I'll do um, like a small collage or I'll mm-hmm. doodle. I mean, as long as I can just do something with my hand, you know, just like a splash of paint. That's mm-hmm. all I could do that day. Mm-hmm. So be it. Yeah. Um, if I can't do that, I'll grab my camera, and mm-hmm. you know, in hopes of, you know, snapping a, a Yeah, shot. I, I, I love what you said, that it's a habit. Yeah. You made it a habit. It mm-hmm. has to be something. A good habit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good habit. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, habits are good or bad, right? right? And it's like, you could go and spend... A half hour on social media every day scrolling mm-hmm. or you could go and spend that time doing a little art and which one is maybe going to be more fulfilling at the end of the day to yeah. to your soul i i'm gonna argue it's probably the art a little bit not the to art, say that yeah. this you might not need some information off of social media yeah but maybe not yeah. as much information as what you would have you would have gotten out That's of it. That's a good point. Because social media, oh my God, you can go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. very easily. So I try yeah. to 
get that done in the morning, you know? Yeah. Grab you have coffee. a, you have like a, a yes, time when a you do time. it. Yeah. I try to do that too. Like I try to have like, this is my like correspondence time yeah. and like social media is kind of in that yeah. groove. And that's your work. That's the nature of your work. A lot yeah. Of and yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a couple times a day that sure. I go, like a few times a day I go through and it's, it, that has been a challenge for me to like manage it for myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. how do I not get sucked into it every day when it, even though, like, it's needed for business, too, because, like, well, also, as anyone that's owning a business, there is an aspect where you need social media to a certain extent, Yes, you know, so, um, so, yeah, it's a challenge to figure out how to, like, manage those two things, Mm because it's not that you can eliminate it, you know, in some ways, do I wish that we could go back to a time where we didn't have it? Yes, but I also see Mm -hmm. all of the benefits that social media brings, so I, I have a very fraught, (laughs) feeling relationship with social media which I think a lot of people who have been in social media management have currently right now Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people in general you know a lot of us are going we see some benefit out of it but maybe not as big of a benefit as Mm -hmm. like of what are we giving up in exchange for our time and attention to be on social media are you giving up a aspect of yourself that could be more creative and more connected to yourself and more connected to your family or your friends or whatever it is that you want to express in your life what for you, the listener out there. So that's yeah. like my little soapbox no, about social you're, you're media. You're so right. You're absolutely right about <laughs> yeah. that. But especially in your in your work, you mm-hmm. you would have to be on it several times a day. Yeah, yeah. And I know. We all cheat. We go on. But we all do. But we're <laughs> we all, all on do. social media yeah. a lot. And I mean, that's not just me. I mean, mm-hmm. they create those things to keep you on. They do. They yeah. do. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's. That's been a big thought of what I was like, you know, we're on a tangent now. And I'm like, (laughs) so, uh, but yeah, I mean, but I think that like a lot of times when I hear people say like, oh, I don't have the time for this or I don't have the time for that. And it's, for me, it's, I agree. It's creating the habit. And where are all these other places where you might have habits of things that are not fulfilling you in the same way? And can you adjust a little bit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like you said, those little daily habits, just, yeah. I try to do those, and mm-hmm. um, and I said something about keep bringing my camera. Yeah, keep yeah. You, you don't even need to camera. Your phone, phone. is your, you know, everyone, as mm-hmm. they say, everyone's a photographer now. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Yeah, you can I have get. a little bit of crazy. I know, you're doing a lot of photography work right now, too, aren't you? I do, mm-hmm. but hobbyist. Yeah. Hobbyist. Yeah, yeah but yeah. still, like, yeah. but still, that's it's another fun. creative outlet that you're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Sometimes I, you know, I see a weird texture on a tree or the pavement, and that inspires my work. You know that. Yeah, so yeah. That's what <laughs> zoom in, do those macro shots. Yeah, so. uh-huh. Yeah, all the little textural things mm-hmm. and stuff. That's the abstract side, looking yeah. at all the, like, the little ways where you can create different types of mm-hmm. texture. For sure. So the last question I want to ask you is, what is a piece of advice that stuck with you over the years? That's a show and all it. Right there. Uh, That is a podcast that could fill several hours. (laughs) But seriously, um, gosh, a piece of advice. You know what I tell you? First and foremost, what? Not letting negative influences, people, surroundings sink you. I love that. Because I have seen that not only personally, but just around me mm-hmm. with other artists and students. I mean, just don't let negative comments. I mean, how many times have people said, oh, I don't like that, or why did you use that color? And mm-hmm. yeah, and 
you know, most of the time when I ask people, when, you know, if I have a student that comes to me and say, oh, well, like my adult students, well, you know, I took it home and my husband didn't like it or my uh-huh. brother doesn't like it. I, I can hear, I think of people in our class who said mm-hmm. things like that. And I say, excuse me, are they artists? Mm-hmm. Are they are they art historians? Are they uh-huh. art critics? And uh-huh. like, no, they're, you know, a stockbroker. I'm like, well, how would they know? <laughs> you know? So, you know, everyone wants to be an expert. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the people close to us as, closest to us, too, I feel like if they don't get it, then it can feel really hurtful because you're like, yeah, how does, you know, how does this person not see this thing or not like this color choice I made or da 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 Because yeah. my husband will do some of that stuff too. He's like, oh, I like Oops, the earlier sorry. version of it or whatever. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, it's yeah. not about you. It's about, like, I always, I'm like, this isn't, about, this isn't about about me. I, like, if you like it, then that's nice. But like, right. you know, it's not. Yeah. yeah, but exactly. Like, who are you doing it for? And for yourself. Yeah, if, and if, if you're first and foremost doing it for yourself. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes those um, negative or not so, I don't know, joyful comments. Yeah. Yeah, they come sometimes from the closest people yeah. around you. And they're um, not coming from like a negative place. No, no they're just... But it can be, it can sting. Yeah, it can it's, sting. Mm-hmm. But um, in my case, when I heard those comments, of, you know, when I was beginning... Um, you know, starting to paint more mm-hmm. professionally. I heard once or twice, um, maybe from an ex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those would definitely. <laughs> um, you know what? I said, I like it, mm-hmm. so that's what counts. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that plays into a lot of what we talk about on the show in general when we're talking mm-hmm. about branding and not so much art, but, yeah. like, branding is kind of, like, how you're projecting yourself personally. Mm-hmm. And if you are confident in like what you are creating whether it's your brand whether it's your creative work that you're doing the Mm -hmm. art that you're creating the more that you're able to like stand within yourself the easier it is to move forward when Mm -hmm. other people tell you right oh I don't like this little detail or that little thing or this or whatever right like you could go okay well I I know myself and this is why I need to do this thing or that thing or why I made this decision or why I like that or whatever, you know? Because, like, yeah, like, with the color stuff, oh, well, I don't like that color. Okay, well, I was really digging this color scheme today. That's (laughs) why I chose it. That was why I wanted those colors as opposed to your favorite color or whatever. You know what I mean? It could be a mood thing Mm -hmm. or, you know, we've all done work that we liked or didn't Mm -hmm. like and we know what... We really don't like, and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to create that ugly painting or that oh, yeah. bad first chapter from your book, or, you know, if you're a musician, you know, you're not going to be on key all the time. Yeah, so it's, sometimes it's, you create junk, and it's yeah. totally okay. You have to create junk to get to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes it's just about volume, and so, mm-hmm. like, creating those habits of creativity, so then you're constantly in creativity mode, yeah. then yeah. you're able to produce more stuff so definitely you just have to keep on keep mm-hmm. on yeah. doing <laughs> yeah and you'll be more sure of yourself self in some areas as you develop that muscle yeah. i'm not gonna say all areas because i think we all suffer from 
insecurity and yeah. things at time from time to time and I think that that's really normal so and sometimes that's beneficial too you know oh yeah being vulnerable being vulnerable well, yeah because you work through those roadblocks and it teaches yeah. you something about yourself hopefully yeah. and I think that that's something that creativity does and it's really special that's the whole process of it Oh, well, thank you so much, Patricia, for being on the show today. Thanks um, for having me. Can you let everyone know where we can find you on the internet if we want to follow you? Yes, um, you can follow me. <laughs> follow, follow you or find you on the okay. internet. <laughs> so my website is www.patriciabyron.com. Uh-huh. I'm also on Facebook at Patricia Byron Artist and also on Instagram. Wonderful. Patricia Byron Artist. And we will put all of that um, in the show notes so you can get to it right from the episode show notes. But definitely follow Patricia on Instagram or Facebook. Go look up her art because it's beautiful too. And I love it. It inspires me. I also wanted to end with um, what you said about um, advice. Yes. And I, there was one thing I wanted to actually say, and Mm -hmm. it goes back, I guess, to being at Cray all day. Um, be a part of a community because in, yes. in the arts, it's so easy to isolate. Yes. Yeah. It is. And we have such a fantastic artistic community in Orlando. There's so many creative people here. And if it means going out just for coffee, nobody says to go paint, but mm-hmm. just to go out with a group of friends and talk art at a coffee shop, that's... Yeah. That's- I feel like that was one of my very first lifelines into the art world into like feeling like being part of the art world is I was in a Toastmasters class and I met a friend who was in there as an artist and I connected with her and I was just like, here's the first little picture. And <laughs> yeah. then we like, we spent a year like outside of the club, just having coffee, talking about art and showing each other pictures of the art yeah. that we had done. We did that a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, we did yeah. that too. Yeah, I mean, oh, like that's... Kind of like an artist date, I think Yeah, like an them. artist yeah. date or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, like just find people that share interests and things that you want to talk about and discuss and and it will help you grow that community for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you for having me. You're such a delight. Oh, well, thank you, Patricia. I love talking to you. You make me smile every time that we're oh, Likewise. <laughs> I'm smiling. So, well, and everyone, I hope that you enjoy the conversation. I hope that it helps you get out there and get creative. And definitely check out Creole And uh, maybe we'll see you at a class sometime in the near future, too. All right. We'll see you all later. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit my blog, OrlandoLadyBoss.com, for all the show notes from this episode and past episodes. There you can sign up for my monthly email list where I share with you updates on news about women empowerment, networking in Orlando, content writing and marketing tips, and how to share your story with the world. Plus, when you sign up for the newsletter, you get my free download, Boss Up Your Bio a worksheet that helps you write the perfect about page that makes you shine and speaks to your ideal client. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Orlando Lady Boss, and you can search for me on Facebook as Orlando Lady Boss also. If you're a woman in Orlando doing something amazing, please be sure to tag it with hashtag OrlandoLadyBoss so I can see all the cool stuff you're doing out in the community. Finally, if you got this far and you like what you heard, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. 
it really helps this podcast to get discovered by other people. Also, make sure to download the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, a new episode will be automatically downloaded each Friday for you to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, stay strong and go out and make an impact.